Hey, Ross. Hey, Sam. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you doing? Not bad. Is this a show? This is the show. Hi, Matt. Hi, guys. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Welcome just... to Sam and Ross Like Things with Matt. Episode 34. 30... Three, four. Three, four. Yeah. Is it really 34? Are we for sure 34? Yeah, I got right here in the note. 34. Episode 34 of Sam and Ross Like Things where... I'm Sam. And I'm Ross. We talk about things that we like, except for this week, we are going to talk about a thing that Matt likes. Hi, Matt. Hi. Yeah, so it's like a special special episode yes. where we have a guest, Matt, and, and Matt is mentioned frequently on this podcast. Yes, he has done all of the songs. Oh, yeah. We paid him a lot of money. Can we make him talk about that, or does he only have to... He can only well, talk about things he's like, likes, or... I like making songs for you guys. Yeah, thanks for making us those songs. No yeah. problem. I think they are... Uh, my favorite thing that's ever existed. Really, I'm so glad you guys like them. I always feel like I underdeliver because you're not the no. only, only podcast what? that I've written, you know, little jingles for. Do you remember what my uh, art, our, my uh, artistic direction was for the hair metal? And it's so good. Which, by the <laughs> way, I wanted to talk about how your idea of hair metal is different than mine. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, your hair metal. Like on that episode, if you go back to episode 32. Yeah, I think so. Where they talk about metal, super black death metal, super black death metal, blackened death. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you talk about hair metal, and you talk about Iron Maiden being hair metal. Yeah, but you don't agree. To ah! me, that's to me they are excellent. The, the, well, they're great, but to me they Bogus. are the Viking metal. Like they are mm. the start of Viking metal because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they literally write about Vikings. They do. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I guess in my mind, anything that um... hair metal to me is like. Like there's makeup involved, like poison, poison, like, yeah. really like false, false. Do you guys metal. remember that scene on Salute Your Shorts where <laughs> the guy who was the little kid from from uh, Different Strokes, but grown up, uh, uh, he I literally remember he, he's teaching the other guy like the different types of metal, and he literally plays like the same chord, and he goes, "Now that's White Snake. Now that's poison." No, no. Do you remember the time that the one guy from Salute Your Shorts? Grew up to be in hit indie rock band Rilo Kylie. Yes, <laughs> I guys, remember I, re that. I remember nothing about any of this. About any of this, guys. I do have some follow up though. Follow up. Yeah, follow up from from the last a while ago. We had um, you know, we Matt. I'm sure you're familiar yes. with the program. Uh, we always, <laughs> I'm we, a fan of the program. <laughs> we always do uh, stuff other people like. Yes. And um, friend of the show, listener Juliet said that she likes a sign at Shields Lake where they've misspelled Shields Lake and mm -hmm. pasted in a, a correction. And so she sent us a picture, which we'll put in the show notes, which is amazing. Uh, and uh, yeah, it just exists. They definitely did spell Shields Lake wrong. Oh, awesome. And just like it, what it would take to make the correct tone of brown for that sticker mm -hmm. is so minimal. Yeah. And they're just like, And it's not, nah, not no. even close. Yeah. I almost cursed. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, where can we find the show notes, Ross? Uh, you can find them on salmonrosslikethings.com right at the top. At the top of the webpage? At the top of the website, yeah. The web zone? Yeah. Awesome. All right. Is that all the follow-up we have? Oh, uh, Tracy from the internet. We were talking about the booze cart. Oh, yes. And we didn't the, know what the deal was. And she sent, sent me a picture. It won't be in the show notes, but it was like a cart that she has in her house okay. full of booze. Oh, all right. Yeah. It's in her house? Yeah. It's like a... Like a like a little, little trolley. Yeah. Oh, in my head, it was like a food cart. Yeah, that's what <laughs> we thought. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, man, you guys... Uh, Matt, do you have any follow-up? Uh... <laughs> I'm trying to think. No, I just went through some follow-up about how Iron Maiden is not Yeah, that was head. good follow-up. Yeah, that was. That was metal. more follow-up than that I normally have. Premium Viking metal. Also, Led Zeppelin is kind of the 
genesis of fantasy metal. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say hair metal. I was going to disagree strongly. No, but yeah, strong fantasy metal. Yeah, there's like a whole song about Lord of the Rings. A whole yeah. song about Lord of the Rings and and then the Viking song. Oh, yeah, immigrant song. Yeah, immigrant song. Um, another small piece of follow-up is that I've been, I played the, um, the hair metal song, Matt's hair metal anthem for my small child, and he has been singing it lots now, so... I did record that. That's awesome. Uh, it really stretched me a little bit <laughs> on singing in range. And I did record that at my job where I work at a, at a recording studio. And when I came out of the vocal booth, all of the office doors were closed. <laughs> <laughs> and the, vid- the senior video editor, Nathan, was like, that's just, it was right in that spot where I can't deal with it. It was like, it was like nails on a chalkboard. How many, how many takes did it take? Um surprisingly i not that many i did record a lot of vocal tracks so Mm. to get that that sort of weird like a gang vocal yeah many vocals there were a lot of tracks but i i quote quote air quotes nailed all of them because i was making a fake voice (laughs) but apparently that's how the guy from the darkness like actually became a singer was that he would get drunk and do this like joke voice that became his actual his band which is not a joke band at all so sp- speaking of that song, you know what time it is? Yeah, I do. Time for stuff other people like. Stop! Stop! Can we just say how good that is? I know we just talked about it. But it's, it's perfect. Super good. Yeah. All right. This week, there's lots of stuff. <sighs> Feel that, free to that, jump in, Matt. If yeah, you, uh... if you got thoughts, and um, it's like a varied situation here this week. So Tim likes three things. One. Twitter breaks, which which I he means taking a taking like a, a break from all your worries, sure would help a lot. Yeah, like a step back. Mm-hmm. Reading books and new podcast episodes where my friends are involved. Hey, I think he means us. Does Applicable. It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Your daughter Imogen. She said we could use her. Oh, name. she did. Yeah, that's wonderful. Imogen says she likes playing the ukulele, Sabbath at Stony Point, and Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. I also like the Girl Scout cookies that she sold to me. Yeah. Are you okay currency. with the the switch of bakeries? No, Mm-mm. no, because for Richmond reasons, right? I'm looking no, at Ross. No, no, I just don't think the product is as good. Oh, they are literally they the literally switched to a bakery in Richmond. Oh, listen, this is a podcast about stuff we like, so we'll, okay, we'll take it offline. <laughs> uh, Sam's younger daughter likes squirrels, cookies, and hugs. Yeah, that's an amazing list of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mo Carnage likes. Um, her tax money not going to pay for a wall on a border we artificially created. Apparently, I am bitter and needing coffee at the moment. That's like a reverse <laughs> Ross-like. I know it is. Yeah, that was a trick. <laughs> That's why I put it in there. I liked it. Andy likes playing through old Zelda games with my wife, Ooh. intelligent and thoughtful colleagues, coffee makers with automatic start timers, Sushi Go card game. Now, listen, um, I, I'm, I'm like getting a little bit into home automation. Yeah, just a little. Yeah. It might I've be. Heard, a, I've heard of such it, thing. It might be a like that I like later. Um, but I've been trying to think about how I can get my coffee to do an automatic timer thing. I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm gonna go down that path. I think that's just one. That's I'm just gonna one picture step. Doc Brown's house at the beginning of Back to the Future. I'm just gonna picture you waking up one day and it going. I'm sorry, Ross. I can't make your coffee. <laughs> uh, Mora likes yoga glow. What is that? I don't know. Sounds delightful. Yeah. And Matt, like zero empires. Is videos. it Matt? Like Matt? It's not me. No, it's oh, okay. a different Matt. It's Matt I went to high school with. Okay, so, all right, we're done. That would, that would be so greedy if I were to go on the Facebook thread too. 
Zero Empire videos are um, Let's Plays of Ages of Empires. Oh. Which is an old game, but still awesome. Justin likes More Daylight, Gardening, the RVA Osprey camera, and, of course, March Madness. Of course. Rachel likes... I don't know how to say this word, you guys. Coqui? Coqui. Coqui. Cyclery. And the new form of transportation it provided me. I'm going to guess that means a bike. That she got a bike? Uh Uh-huh. Or a unicycle. Or a unicycle, yeah. Tricycle. Or a tricycle. A pentacycle. (laughs) She she also likes... Pops Market and uh, the again the RV Osprey camera. Yeah, I need to check out the Osprey camera. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Well, I don't know, but Trevor, who's a... next, also likes the Osprey camera, guys. <sighs> I think it's a, like a live feed of an Osprey nest oh. with baby uh, yeah. with baby Osprey. I so oh, okay. much more wanted it to be a GoPro on an Osprey. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, aim for the stars, hit the moon, or whatever. Uh, Sydney likes the brunch market, which I have. I don't know what is that like a. I don't know what that is. I'm thinking it is the overall state of brunch. Oh. Like the competitive brunch landscape. <laughs> the brunch market. Yeah. It's where, that's where, in my head, it's like, you know that scene in The Lord of the Rings where Saruman is like making orcs? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's like that, but white people. <laughs> <laughs> and out pops like French toast. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just goes, Argh. Yeah, it's just, instead of mud, it's syrup. <laughs> Kira likes the Real Abilities Film Festival and live art performing at the Special Olympics. Suzanne likes The Birds, Hollywood Cemetery, Round Ball Madness, Naps. I like Naps. I love Naps. Jennifer likes the Billy Bread-inspired pizza straight from the 900-degree oven at Triple Crossing Brewery's Fulton location. That sounds awesome. Mm. I haven't been out to that Fulton location, but anything in a 1,000-degree oven sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Jim likes the Great British Baking Show. You guys, I like this thing yes, too. Yes, we do. I've heard about We've, this. I know. I'm doing that thing where like Ross gets into a thing like a thousand years later. <laughs> have to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's awesome because they're so nice. Gosh, so nice. So nice. Sarah likes Stripes, which I'm hoping is the, movie? the Bill Murray movie. Yeah. Yeah. The Harold Ramis movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. Goat cheese and shopping at Aldi. Chris likes the secondhand Rose vintage clothing store in Petersburg, which sounds cool. Jonah likes Project Yoga Richmond. Jeb Hogue likes Cora, the legend of Cora. Have you guys are you guys oh, in yeah. Legend of Cora is so sweet. So good, Sam. Nope. Gosh. It'll it might it may, it maybe it should be a thing I like. I thought you did last airbender. I did, but this is the sequel series, it's Legend different of Korra. Sam. I, <laughs> I believe we covered I think the, we did cover it. I think we did in that yeah. episode. Yeah. So don't get mad at me. <laughs> Actually, I think the reason I started watching Legend of Korra was because <laughs> of that episode. Came in says Isaac, who's seven, is taking chess class after school once a week. He had a couple dollars to spend from the tooth fairy and wanted to go to the dollar store. One item he chose was a dollar chess set. Tonight, he showed us how to play. It was great. And now I'm playing on my phone, all thanks to my seven-year-old. Chess. Chess. That's awesome. Dominic likes It's Almost Spring, for real this time, and the new website for the Valentine, which has not yet launched. So keep an eye Ooh, spoilers. on the Valentine website. JR, who's not my son, is a different JR. Oh, a different JR. I was going to say. Likes Iron Fist. Yeah, that'd be crazy if my son was like, yo, dad, I watch Iron Fist on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> anyone watching, anyone doing Iron I'm, Fist? No, but this is the first positive recommendation I've gotten. And that's, I just need one. I just need one positive <laughs> recommendation. So, yes, I will watch it now. Thank you. I did uh, see JR. like this article that was like a review of how bad the reviews are <laughs> for that movie, for that oh, show. Oh, so like the like, reviews are untruthful? No, how, uh, overwhelmingly negative oh, in yeah. a surprising fashion was what were those reviews well, now i have a reason to watch it yeah thank you jr thanks jr 
Phil likes GarageBand on iOS. Mm-hmm. Giles likes windbreakers of many colors, old school smiley emoji. Speaking of Saruman. <laughs> <laughs> That's, he, he, wore, he turned into the Saruman of many colors. I just like the idea of Saruman in a windbreaker. Yeah. He's got to stay warm. At the top of his tower. Yeah, it's cold up there. Windy up there, you guys. I got this from my bank. <laughs> Lisa likes Bellinis. Bellinis. Maggie likes Milk River Arts Exhibition at the Weinstein. Weinstein? Weinstein? JCC? Valerie likes when Sam Davies gets the giggles. Aww. That's you. I, I know. Canva. She likes the Great British what Baking Canva? Show. Canva is like a thing where you can design flyers and such on the internet. Print shop. Yeah, like web-based. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember... Um, Dot matrix, dot matrix printers. Yes, I thought yeah. I was just doing yeah, the yeah, sound. Yeah, And like you would make like big banners. long banners. Yes, we can't, you can't make you banners. Can't yes, dude, I was just thinking about this. Yeah, because with dot matrix, it was all stuck together, and you could make banners, but you can't make banners anymore. You can't make because, banners, but you, have, you would have to like tape it together, and you see people doing that. You're like, man, Remember if you that. had an Apple IIe <laughs> and print shop. Okay, that was all awesome. Right. Uh, she likes also the Great British Baking Show. When people send her links to an article, song, and et cetera, and say, this made me think of you, or I thought you'd like this. And then Blaine likes the effervescent feeling you get when you hear Human Nature by Michael Jackson. Not the feeling that I would describe when I hear that song, but I like that. Can someone remind me of this song? It's yeah. you know, Oh, no, wait. That's was, human behavior, right? Human behavior. I was going <laughs> to sing the Madonna song, I think. It's human nature. I know, maybe that is the Michael Jackson song. That sounds like Michael Jackson when you when play Human Nature by Michael Jackson. Oh, this song? Yeah, familiar. I feel effervescent. Wow. Weird. Are you familiar? I don't know this song. Yeah, you do. You're like, dun, dun, dun. You know. All right, uh, now we can't get. That was too short. Okay. Too Seuss. long. <laughs> the man won't come and get it. That was, so that was it. That was the stuff that I was That was a review. <laughs> Fair use. Thank you. Was that it? That was it. Good list. That was a good list. Thank you, everybody. I just want to go back and highlight your youngest daughter's one again as being the best <laughs> for squirrels, cookies, and hugs. That's so yeah. her, too. Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic list. Like, if she exploded, that's what would come out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam. Yes, Ross. So this week. Yeah, this week is different. Yeah, we're going to talk to Matt about something he likes. And they both just looked at me. <laughs> this is what we do to each other. I'm going to rotate my yeah. microphone slightly. <laughs> so, Matt, you like two things combined into one. You like dungeons. Wait a second. And dragons. Does he like them separately as, as individuals? I don't know. That's oh. what we're going to find out. We are going to find that out. Matt, do you like dungeons? <laughs> as long as I'm reading about them and not in them. Mm. I mm-hmm. assume. Although I've never actually, I've never been in a dungeon. Maybe I'd love it. Maybe you would. Yeah. All data points to no one. <laughs> You'd have to pick a safe word. Yeah, I definitely pick a safe word. Uh, I like dungeons when paired with dragons. Um, awesome. So we're talking about, I assume, the role playing game. Yes. So we're talking Not the about the cartoon. Or sorry, we are talking about the role playing game written by Gary Gygax and what's the other guy's name? I can't remember. Not that. Big the original. The original. Now. Um, yeah, so Dungeons & Dragons is a role-playing game. Mm. Uh, I should preface this whole conversation by saying I never played Dungeons & Dragons as a kid. I played Dungeons & Dragons for the first time as a 32-year-old father. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And it's pretty awesome. Uh, like a lot of people, 
I mean, I'd always been interested, but I think it was Stranger Things that kind of pushed me over. Well, interesting. Yeah, um, where I was just like, yes, I want to do this. I'm ready. I want it. Um, it's also sort of a thing where I'm like going back and exploring things that my parents wouldn't let me do as a kid because they were very like early Witches. 90s. Yeah, exactly. Like no magic cards, no Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and some of the things they were right about, like, you know, drugs and things, <laughs> but yeah. not so much Dungeons not and Dragons. Yeah. It's actually actually pretty great. Although I will say the more I play it, the more I can kind of get why not people would be like, it's evil because of witchcraft, but more like it is consuming. Like I could see if you were not in a good place in your life that you would just be like, all I want to do is play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I feel like that's true for like any sort of yeah, fantasy or like books or, or whatever. Yeah. Like you can fall down yeah, a hole. Play and yeah, play pretend or there's like, I'm going to go research all the lore of the Forgotten Realms and then. Right. 40 volumes later, like yeah. you come out and like, I know about Faroon. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I don't have any friends left. Right. So you you play currently. Currently. Can you tell me how that works? Like, like how long does it take? Do you have group same group of people? Like, how many folks? Yeah, it is. That's another thing that I had to learn the hard way is that it is a very intense, like, commitment to a group of people. Mm -hmm. um, we play weekly, sometimes biweekly, and I play with three guys that I work with. Now, for me... Do you me, guys play at work? Sometimes. Okay. Um, it Usually, it's about three hours a session. And, excuse me, it's interesting because our DM is... That's Dungeon Master. Dungeon Master. So, the Dungeon Master... Yeah, I guess we should sort of, like, you know, assume that not everybody who's listening has played... Everyone's seen Stranger Things, though, so they that's have. true. So, you pretend that you are a fantasy character in a fantasy realm... And when you say pretend, I mean, some people get super intense and like get right. up and do things. But for the most part, most people who play these games, I think, or anyway, in my very limited experience, you're sitting at a table having a conversation. No, I mean, yeah, you, but, you so, you, so it is a role playing game. It is a role playing is game. Any, is anyone in your group playing the roles? Like, are there any like voices or accents? No, or? Um, I will occasionally jokingly put on an accent. I think the thing that has has been the best discovery for me in this whole process is that it's really not that i mean it can be i'm mm -hmm. sure there's groups of people that like right are like wear robes and stuff or whatever but like it's mostly just pretty normal folks sitting around kind of making fun of themselves a little bit but playing a game that really lets you use your imagination i mean there's i find myself many times staring at the dungeon master as he tells us this story like with my mouth agape, like, oh, this is so cool, and you get so into it. Um, and it's really not like, like, I started playing a tabletop game. Um, I never was into tabletop games. I didn't, like, do Pokemon cards or anything as a kid, and then I started playing this game called X-Wing that's, like, a, um, it has miniatures and mm -hmm. sort of a very entry level, I feel. I don't know. You've played with me before, Sam. Yeah, so it's this game where you have, like, m models of X-Wings, and you make them go pew, 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 pew. Against top on a board on no on your table oh. and they're like like little rulers that you put out and it's super fun <laughs> and it takes forever mm. but it's super fun it is super fun and it's like more it, i would put it it's like more complicated than monopoly but not as complicated as like i don't know warhammer or something one of these really intense sure. tabletop but if games. you've ever wanted to go pew 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 like it's super fun yeah is this like a gateway into D D? Yes, because mm. it was my first ever sort of like quote nerdy tabletop gaming situation. Um, but D and D, and I so I went into D and D thinking it was much the same. It's so different. It's so much more intense, 
And so, yeah, I play with a couple of guys um, from my work. It's fun because I'm the most experienced and I've only ever played. I've only been playing for like a year. And the other two guys are literally like just, yeah, I don't know. That sounds fun. And then our, but then our DM, our dungeon master is young. Uh, he just moved to town, so he doesn't have a ton to do. <laughs> and so he just sits around and writes this insane, in my I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's a publishable story. If you were to like write it as a novel, I would buy it and read it. So did you did you like Craigslist this guy? No, these are <laughs> all people I work. He put up a flyer. <laughs> these are all people. Oh, one the, dungeon the master. DM, the DM the, moved into your company. Yeah, the DM is our ha- the DM is our our like 3D animator, and he moved from Whoa. another office to Richmond to were work you, at our office. Was he like, hey, I'm starting a D and D campaign? I went to him when I heard, you know. It's kind of like her rumblings. Yeah, you know, you can kind of like, I don't know. Hey, you've got a beard. <laughs> well, I don't know. You can just like sense other. Well, first off, what I've learned in my couple of years in the production industry is usually 3D animators skew <laughs> to be a little bit on the nerdy side. Uh-huh. But we started talking about it, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, would you want a DM? Like, I would love to play. And he's like, yeah. And then when we sat down the first time, dude had written like a freaking like Spielberg script. <laughs> so right. who's your character? Yeah. Okay. So my character is fun. <laughs> <laughs> he's a dwarf. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a, a, what you call in the game, a tank. So he is a dwarf who is specifically, or he's a character specifically created to be very, very tough, mm-hmm. but not very smart or magical. So big, big, like he has a big war hammer. His name is Farg. Fargrim Knucklebeard. Fargrim. <laughs> because if you want to come up with a dwarf last name or clan name, you just you connect a dwarf thing. Oh, the Connecticut Fargrim. Oh, the Connecticut yeah, Knucklebeard. <laughs> Knucklebeard. Or it can just be like Anvil Mug or, you know, you just connect. Goldhammer. Goldhammer, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, uh, and Fargrim Knucklebeard uh, has character traits. So that's one of the fun things about the game, too, is that you don't just play the game for strategy on what me matt fisher would do you you come up with you a character. role play yeah you role what play. would knucklebeard so did, yeah do? so does knucklebeard have like in your mind does he have a backstory yeah he has a i assume is this a male character this is a male character so he has a backstory that like you hold in your mind as you play yes. as him yes uh, do any can you reveal any of that backstory to us i can because I know that my I don't want to cohort, spoil it. They might. You don't know. No, I'm pretty sure I've revealed it to them. It's not a secret. So Fargrim Knucklebeard, yeah. um, lived under the mountain as dwarves often do. Sure. For any, yeah. But he's sure. read the Hobbit. Yeah. So he's a mountain dwarf, uh, hill dwarf, and um, you know he, uh, they were attacked by, uh, random sort of. Uh, drow or drow? How do you say it? Drow. I would have I said drow. I say drow. drow. You both say drow. How do you say drizzt? Drizzt. Drizzt. Jordan. Um. So anyway, that's more nerd stuff. Uh. But he his his people were attacked by a raiding party of drow, which are dark elves that live even deeper in the earth. And um, they did they after a long siege, many months. Um, they fended off the drow, but were like their resources and economics and everything were like ruined. So Fargrim's family was like, Fargrim, you're the hardiest of us. Go out and like seek a fortune and come back and we'll use it as sort of like capital funds to restart the forge and like rebuild our civilization. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it is. And you can tell. Does Knucklebeard feel, feel that? Knucklebeard feels it. Um, and, uh, 
there was a couple of times you can also sort of alter the story as long as your DM, as long as the dungeon master is cool with it you can alter the story and so there was a there was a session where we had many encounters which is where you fight mm -hmm. uh you know monsters or other people or whatever we had encounters and i rolled it's all based on a high roll you know roll die and your ability to fight or do things or heal people or even do crazy things like i want to because you can say anything you can you can tell your dm like i want to run and jump off of this cart and swing my hammer over my head and try to hit both of these guys at the same time the dm will go okay but you have to roll xyz so i did a bunch of low rolls and the dm was like okay you went to do that and you slipped and basically fell that kept happening so what i wrote into my story was that when we got to an inn and we rested i basically lay awake all night looking back on my life and then having like a jar jar binks style epiphany where actually i was just a klutz that they didn't want around anymore and they sent me out oh of no. my, yeah. that makes me feel feelings you're the you're the you're the I like, Jar Jar of the Mountain. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. So I, I like had this sort of Fight Club esque looking back on my life and realizing it was all not as I thought it was. Dang, that I, I was actually sort of adult. I'm, I feel for this guy. Yeah, I'm kind of now invested and want to know what happens when he returns home. Like, what will he? Uh, yeah, I don't know yet. Yeah, don't, you, know, we'll, don't we'll spoil see. it. Yeah, um, but but I actually the DM actually gave me like. He's like, okay, that's fair. You can make that story change, but I'm gonna get. He gave me like a negative charisma point. Whoa! So like, you feel bad about yourself now. And then um, later, I rolled better, and I actually defeated. I was the one who ended up like saving us from a real powerful dude, and so I gained my charisma point back and started feeling like, yeah, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna prove those bastards wrong. Oh, sorry, those guys wrong. Um, fixing in post. Yeah, fixing in post. Sorry, I cursed. Um, you know, improve everybody wrong and do my clan proud and. So it's, I don't know, it's so fun. is is the rest of your squad, your party, um, similarly backstoried? Have they like written backstories like that? No, I think I'm the only one who's really written a hardcore backstory. Because um, again, the other two guys are not only new to Dungeons and Dragons, but not. I hate the term. Like I don't really like the term nerd, or like I, I feel like that's a lump. Um, some of many many types of things but they're not particularly nerdy so they're they're just like totally which is fun it's fun to play with people who aren't all into you know they haven't read lord of the rings 10 times and they haven't are they having a good time they're having a blast they're having more fun than wait I a minute guys <laughs> this ring turned me invisible <laughs> blowing my mind well and the other crazy thing is like even if you're like me and you never played but you've played role-playing games on the computer or your PlayStation or whatever. Now I realize it's kind of like never having heard the Ramones and having heard everything after that. And then you hear the Ramones for the first time. You're like, Oh, okay. That's where this all comes. Yeah. Like from. Do, do they get that that's the case or, I don't, do, they, well, or do they get, are I they think, like, Oh, this is just like the Peter Jackson movie. They're getting it now. Mm -hmm. I think they're getting it now. Um, but it's funny that you said the Peter Jackson movie. It's also weird. It's, it's kind of led me down this path of learning i mean i know the lord of the rings like the back of my hand my grandmother started reading it to me that was like the genesis of all my quote nerdiness but um because my grandmother read them to me when i was really young but i've been learning about tolkien himself and like the dude was a genius i mean he's a genius he created a world that people live in yeah <laughs> that like, language ostensibly yeah you can live in for three hours a week <laughs> um which is crazy and it's just, it's wild because I, like you guys talked about Final Fantasy last week, 
Final Fantasy and Skyrim and Warcraft and all this stuff, I had no clue how based on... I mean, it literally wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. Yep. Even the idea mm-hmm. of like... Dwarves um, are strong and small. Exactly. Elves are alive and Well, not just character agility, stuff, yeah. but like gaming functions. Mm-hmm. Like that you roll for properties... You know, like your what is your charisma or your strength or your intelligence or whatever, or the fact that it's all just based on like, yeah, random numbers being generated, basically. Yeah, like the 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 long line of fantasy video games is just programmers trying to make being the DM easier, right? Like they yeah. they wish they always had a DM, so they have programmed these games mm-hmm. to yeah. DM for them. Yeah, yeah, it's totally true. But it's also it's cool because it's so. It is so rooted in like the Tolkien thing. Like there's really, if you go back further, it's nothing like his stuff. He really like made a new, he took like myth, basic myths from all of the European like traditions and mashed them together into like a different thing. It's wild. Um, So So, yeah. So are you, back to your your gaming. Mm -hmm. So do you... Are you guys like continually working on the same quest every week or fortnight or whatever? Or do you do a new one every? No. So it's a single quest. And it's really more of a story with tiny quests in it. Um, And it can go. I mean, my understanding is I keep looking at Sam because he's played more of this than I have in his life. Uh, I'm judging you. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm not. Yeah. I feel very judged right now. Because if nobody knows me in real life and (laughs) just listens to this, they're just like, this guy has never kissed a person um uh so yeah i mean apparently it can just go on and on like i'm listening to some quote real play podcasts which are fun that sounds amazing yeah uh there's a really good one called the adventure zone that's these three it's the guys from my brother my brother and me Mm -hmm. and their dad whoa fun and it's really fun it's Um, like the clean version of my dad wrote a porn it's a yeah a little less but pretty much the same <laughs> it's just, and it's funny because they say awful things and then their dad's like guys i'm sitting right here and they're like it was my character dad <laughs> um but uh and they've been going for years now on the same sort of yeah you can path. just uh, sometimes you're, you're depending on the game some games are like hack and slash i want to beat up monsters and some it sounds like the game matt's playing are story driven so uh, it's and it's a collaborative storytelling so when the story reaches a conclusion, it might end. Or if it doesn't, then you keep going. Yeah, like Fargrim may not get home for years. Literal years, like human years. Man. Um, and definitely with the guy who's running our game. Like, okay, so another thing is you can run games based on pre-established scenarios that you can then sort of like improv. Worlds. Yeah. Campaign well, settings. Yeah, campaign settings. But then there's also like campaign prompts. Like the one that you and I played... They actually play in the adventure zone too. Right. The so there, are, there are mod. Those are called modules. Okay. Is that that's like something you buy? Yeah, you buy a you know story like that has pack. maps and like conceivable ways people can go. So like the purest form, if you will, is the DM has created a world and the players have free reign to do whatever. Hmm. So the DM could set up like spend hours planning this encounter that would lead you into this dungeon and the player characters are like oh look something uh, shiny butterflies and then they are now following the butterfly clan mm-hmm. right so it's a lot of improv and just being prepared and rolling with it to give your players free reign but uh much like any other story like you can tell sometimes when 
the narrative is pushing you in a certain right. direction. Yeah. And uh, it isn't in anyone's service of the story to just raise a middle finger to the narrative because that's not as much fun. So like he said, like you, you make choices that your character would make that aren't necessarily the best. Yeah. It's not about tactical choices, tactics, yeah. right. but it might be best for the story. Like Knucklebeard doesn't like magic. So he's just automatically freaked out by anything magical. Even if there's like a magical thing that could help us, he's just like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Or yeah. like, Coming up with other things, like I was playing the other night, and there's this goblin who uh, took a liking to us after we killed all of his friends, because <laughs> that's how <laughs> goblins roll. And you know, we eventually got to the point where he helped us kick some of the bad guys in the face. And it was super fun. We like held the bad guy down while he kicked him in the face, and that sounds really <laughs> sadistic now, and I'm going to be quiet. But that's what my character would have done. Yeah. So, yeah. Wait, so, so Sam, you, you play as well. Do you have a regular? Yes. I need to get a regular. Yeah, dude. Sounds I was thinking the honestly. three people at this table plus our friend and listener, Joe Foster, would have the oh, best okay. D&D game. Uh, I'm not DMing. <laughs> That's the hard, the hardest thing is you need yeah, he, somebody to do yeah. almost all the work. All of the work. Can we like Craigslist that person? I don't know if I'd want to. No, no. <laughs> so I, have another I did question. go to a game that was completely... Random. It's all random. It made me feel like I was like a drug person like it's i, I, I remember i remember thinking like this is how this is how drugs work like you just go and you're like oh yeah so and so's got such and such and you just end up at some random person's house is that how drugs work i think i don't, I don't know. know i don't, I don't know i grew up in florida everybody's got <laughs> drugs there's never a stranger i feel like i have a question that i'm gonna forget but i i feel like i would if i could get past the self-conscious barrier I would love cloaks and robes and accents, I think. Oh, yeah. That's not a problem. <laughs> that would be super I fun. think it would be hard for me to get past the so the social anxiety will, of it. But I will say there is like, there's a fun, there's fun to immersing yourself like that. Yeah. But there's also sort of a fun, there's fun to be had in not taking it right. so seriously. You can, you can also yeah. like speak your lines and character, but also, like, you know, call it table talk. Yeah. Uh, where you're metagaming and you're just like, uh, I don't think my character would do this. I think it would do that. So you give a little heads up to the other player characters that like you're thinking about what you're doing. Yeah. And often and it's, it's all about having a good time. So even if you kind of collaborate on what crazy thing your characters are doing and then yeah. you do it, like a good DM worth their salt is going to enable anything that that uh progresses the story yeah. right well and it's kind of like it's going to be more fun if you're if the people in your party don't they work well together but not perfectly you don't if you get to a point where you're all working in perfect tandem it's just not fun so yeah. like for us the other two guys in my party i think mostly because they're still getting used to the idea that the decisions they would make are not necessarily decisions their character would make they're overly cautious about everything, and my character is just very like, okay, let's do this. Because like dwarves a, tend a to be Leroy like Leroy Jenkins. It's 100% Leroy, Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, 100%. So they'll be like talking about Leroy. a thing, and I'll be like, okay, Fargrim just walks in and draws his <laughs> hammer. <laughs> well, you guys talk about that. I go yeah. in and say, hey, guys, what's up? Like you guys notice that Fargrim's not standing there anymore, and when you look around, he's at the bar getting wasted. <laughs> so do you guys have like... 
What's the table look like? Is it like fig- you have figurines and maps? There and are stuff? figures. Um, you can do it with no figures technically, but it is fun to have figures. It's fun to have figures, but I've yeah. done it with dice where you just like yeah, or you, penny. The, like just, the only thing yeah. the figures are for is spatial relations. Generally during like a combat, so like combat. I'm over here and this person's over here, and I'm gonna sneak around like this. Gotcha. Now again, our DM is pretty into it, so he like spent money on things. Um, so we have like a cool, it's basically like a whiteboard, but it's a mat and he it's gridded out and like each square is five feet, I think. And so your character has like how much they can move. Yeah. yeah. A range of how much they can move and stuff. So what would be if, if a normal mm-hmm. one, maybe not a normal, maybe like a muggle, like whatever, like two levels up from a muggle. Okay. But not squib. a squib. <laughs> um, wanted to like get into get into it mm-hmm. what would uh get I, into it, get into it. You, how would you say how would you say they go about doing that um i think that definitely finding other people who are open to like i think just going and playing is good but if you don't want to like just go find somebody and play or you don't know anybody who plays um i think listening to those podcasts is a great way to figure out if you would like it it sounds um, like i think i'm gonna do that anyway yeah adventure zone is great i highly recommend adventure zone another good one is Harmon quest which is dan Harmon. Uh, it's a web series it's not a podcast you have to so pay, pay for access to that yeah you do there's a pay, there's a paywall for that but it's pretty hilarious it's he pretty has, hilarious it started on Harmon town where they would do that at the end of every episode and it spun off into its whole own thing and it's Serious comedy improvisers improvising their way through a a role a D and D type session, and it's animated. So oh, they yeah, do this animate and over they it. animate over yeah. it, and it's that's cool. Great. But adventure, I'd say adventure zone. It, like, let's put it this way: everyone in the the campaign that I'm in right now, when we started, none of them, from the most experienced to the least experienced, listened to the adventure zone, and now we all listen to the adventure zone. <laughs> And they're like all 20 episodes ahead of me. Right. Um, so I think that would be the best way. Like if you listen to that and you think that sounds fun, then you you need to find a and d game and play. Have you ever read any Dragonlance novels? I So I was going to bring this up. Um, I I read all of the Drizzt books, the mm. Forgotten Realms, mm-hmm. R.A. Salvatore um books when i was a kid but i didn't even know that they were dungeons and dragons what i did me under, too i, didn't I read know. all the dragon yeah, we've had and this then guy. someone was like hey that's D and I was like oh, i didn't know i was just like okay oh, my grand my grandmother just finished reading me lord of the rings for the 10th time i can't watch the hobbit the 78 hobbit animated Frodo, yeah that's <laughs> great but i literally fingers. watched it every day I'm and i was like you know sixth grade ready for more and that I found the Forgotten Realms books. And I just thought they were just like token fan fiction, basically. Yeah, me too. And then, yeah, I didn't know that they were D&D until I was like 20 or 21 years old. And I lived with some dudes that played. My gateway was we had the uh, gold box TSR games. So oh, nice. Pool of Radiance, Curse of the Azure Bonds. What, is, what does those letters mean? TSR. TSR is the company that made Dungeons and Dragons oh. at first. Uh, it then got bought by Wizards of the Coast, which oh, was heard the magic that. company. Uh but it were they were these uh for, we got them for Mac but they were PC games built on a and d second edition and it took you through a forgotten realm story and mm. so that my brother and I did that and it was great so are there are there versions of D&D oh yes so there was first edition which was the original box and then second edition 
which was Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. That's what I played in middle school. That was my our contemporary to our youth. Uh, then third edition came out, and they tried to make it a less little less numbery. Mm. And then three point five came out, which is also the basis for the Pathfinder offshoot. Okay, so Pathfinder is another system, unrelated to the sat the Martian. Right. Later. So, so uh, fourth edition came out, and some people were like. I don't like fourth edition, so they splintered off from 3.5 and took it on their own, and that's Pathfinder. Okay. Now they're up to fifth edition. Pathfinder is independent, though. It is. It's like a cheaper version of Dungeons and Dragons. Not and cheaper in the content, but I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. less costly. And yeah. which one are you playing? Are we you are playing five? five. And that's the most current. Yeah. Most current. Generally, it seems that people either do advanced, which is kind of considered the original one, I think. Well, that was second edition. Second edition. But, I mean, that seems to be the standard. Like, if you saw the cover of it, or if somebody who's never played Dungeons & Dragons saw the cover of D&D Advanced... I literally can go get, get you it right They now. would know what they were looking at. That well, was, you guys don't... Okay. Uh, and then it goes it goes advanced third... It seems to go advanced to fifth. But did you guys even have a discussion? Or was it just like, well, yeah, we'll get the newest? Thing. Oh, no, it had to have been fifth. I think that's just because what our that's what our Dungeon Master was. Our yeah. Dungeon Master... <laughs> I, see, I hear it myself cool, saying man. all these things. Honestly, it's so cool because it's just like the only thing I can really my elevator pitch for it is it's not a game, it's a life, or like it, it's a story, it's a story. that you tell with four yeah. other people. Yeah, like which I think taps it not to get too like heady about it, but I think it like taps into a need that we all have to like sit around a fire, you know, sit around a, a fire and like tell stories like we've always done that right like isn't that it's like the primary means of communication for humans <laughs> yeah that's why like i was saying if i could if i could get past that like social element it would be cool to be telling like to tell a really enthralling story well, with I'm, other humans i think yeah so this is what we're playing um sam has brought this stack it's, it's, stack it's like books. a 10 inch stack oh. of one two three four five six seven eight nine different D D books um, so there I've got second edition. And there's one that has second? its own homemade cover. I've got second edition, fourth edition, fifth edition, and Pathfinder in that stack. Interesting. I'm going to look all the, at all these after the show. Yeah, they. it's great. I mean, I guess I would plead with anybody who's listening to this and has that little tinge of, ah, I want to try it, but it sounds like lame and nerdy. It's really, it is. It's a little nerdy. It's not lame. It's so fun. If you like telling stories, like... This is a perfect example. I have been, so I tried to write a comic book. I, I fancy myself a writer. I write for a living now, finally. But um, I tried to write a comic book for years, and I never could get it done. And so I burn out on writing, and I haven't written anything in a long time. And since we started playing d and I've started writing. Get like those crazy. mind juices. It's true. Um, I just started by just using it as a writing um, exercise, and I write about Knucklebeard. Like, just not about the game, but just yeah, about yeah. him. Like, what does he do? Like, mm-hmm. who, what's he about? And it's really helped me um, to, like, yeah, get to exercise the muscle. As I, they I'd read a comic of the Knucklebeard Follies. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Would you read a, f- a full prose novel? Yeah, I would, I would read a series of web blog entries about that for I sure. I might get into that. But... Knucklebeard's Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be so grouchy about the whole thing. Um, uh, do you have any uh, closing arguments i had one more question can i ask one more i know no. we're, i know we're going long yes of course no rules <laughs> no rules just right um is this a thing you're going to play with your children you think yes 
Is it what? What it in? I forget how old your kids are, but they're Cash is six. My oldest is six. That seems nearly the time you could do that, right? He's he's ready-ish. We could do. Um, I I think that there's like a way you can dumb it down a little bit. I would love a dumbed down version for myself too, because I don't think I'm interested. I'm interested in story. I'm not interested in like rules. Well, uh, that's the thing. We're making it sound ruley. There ain't a lot of rules. Like you can just be walking. You know, you can be going from point A to point B in this game and just look at your DM and be like, um, I want to rob this store. Yeah, I guess and he can't it, be like, no, I guess it's the DM's job to abstract the rules from the yep. player. But they can't really tell you, no, you're not allowed to do that. Right. Well, they can. But a good DM, our DM doesn't just say, no, you can't do that. They weave it into the story. They weave it into the story and then try to sort of like compel you to go another way or whatever. Right. But um yeah our dungeon master started with a blank page literally he's drawing his own maps he's cr it's crazy he um i'm jealous of it's this. wild yeah maybe i'll come observe thanks matt that was awesome thanks for having me on guys yeah. but you know what time it is i do know what time it is do i have to like carry oh you have to do it live yeah do, <laughs> can quick you hits. <laughs> Top of quick hits quick hits Um, I think we all have a quick hit, right? I think we all do. Uh, do you want to go first, Matt? Sure. Uh, my quick hit is the show uh, Riverdale. Yes. Um, Please tell me everything about this because I keep hearing people talk about it. I have no idea what it is. It's, it's Archie Land? It's the best. Do you want to hear the best elevator pitch for a TV show? Sure. Twin Peaks, but in Archie world. Oh, wait. That wasn't a joke? Archie Land? That's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's Archie. Like Archie Comics Archie? Yes. Except for it's Twin Peaks in Archie Comics. <laughs> What so, are the people with Archie IP? They're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I know, it's are awesome. they geniuses? I guess so. I think I like to think they are. So this is a television show. This is a tra is, I mean this in the nicest way. It is a trashy television show. It is like On you guys C dub? Yeah. It's a C dubs. It's a C dub show very much for the C dubs audience. So it's not like a uh, a highfalutin CW show. Sure. You know, like your uh like your Name a highfalutin CW <laughs> show. Like your Dawson's Creeks <laughs> or your, your your Buffy's. Listen, dude, me and Valerie love Vampire it Diaries. It is Vampire Diaries level. I was going to say, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, no, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend would be a highfalutin what CW it? show, maybe. Um, it, yeah, so Riverdale literally opens with um, one of your favorite characters from the Archie comics being murdered, possibly by his own sister. His twin sister, uh, who he may or may not be in a weird relationship with. What? You it's just gave away who it is. Dark. What do you mean? It's no. the first episode. No, no, no. This is this is literally. I'm telling you, the opening is <laughs> the same shot from the opening of Twin Peaks. Like scene one, wrapped in plastic. Exactly. That is exactly what happens in this show. It is literally like a a a teenager. There's remake. a fish <laughs> in the percolator <laughs> like you remember how twin peaks the whole thing was that it was meta because it was a weird art like artsy fartsy take on soap operas but then in it there was a soap opera playing on the tv that's this except for the soap opera on the tv is archie comics <laughs> whoa it's weird insane awesome so yeah. this is live on like happening mm -hmm. now it's currently happening okay samuel what is your quick hint uh it is the soundtrack to the live action feature film beauty and the beast the Ooh. one that just came out? The one that just came out. You can get it on your streaming services Ooh. if you want to hear Emma Watson singing. Does she bonjour, sing this stuff? Bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Is she really singing on this? She is singing. Oh, whoa. And Ewan McGregor is the is the candle. 
and Emma Thompson is the teapot, and Ian McClellan is in it. Whoa, yeah. that's all the British people I know. Yeah. Um, so if you really want to, if you want want to hear Emma Thompson, not Emma, if you want to hear Emma Thompson sing, she's in it. But if you want to hear Emma Watson do all the Bell songs, that's pretty pretty great. How's the Gaston song? It's that's amazing. my favorite song. Uh, I don't know who plays Gaston, but uh, Josh Gad, Josh Gad is his is little it, minion. Is it Olaf? Yeah, that's Olaf, okay. and also the main guy from. He's, uh, he's LeFou. Yeah, he's. God, all, it disturbs me to see you, Gaston. Yes, that guy. He, Love that. Yeah, he also played the main guy in Book of Mormon. Ah, good. Mm-hmm. What a and, pedigree and that guy has. Yeah. Hmm. I have to check that out. Guys, my quick hit is real nerdy. Nerdy. Nerdier than Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a a long, like a twelve part series on this website called Envision Baltimore about border vacuums. <laughs> Do you guys know what border vacuums are? I no. don't. It's like when you build a highway through a neighborhood, it, it starts. Oh, like the MLK. With, yeah, any of the MLKs that we yeah. built through neighborhoods, like it will, it will suck up development like around it. So you'll just have nothingness, like as you get close to proximity to the the thing, and like it's like railroad tracks or highways, or even like big institutional buildings, like hmm. a big hospital will create a vacuum around it. And this is just a fascinating thing. And this guy goes through, it's like 12 parts and they're all like 5,000 words long about mm-hmm. how in Baltimore they're specific of these border vacuums. And then he goes in like how he would fix them. Oh, neat. They're it's ha- fascinating. Th- we, not, I know we're already pretty over normal no, runtime, but we have to come up with two different vernacular for the, there's, there's such a huge disparity between that kind of nerdy yeah, yeah, really. I and mean, like, I mean, this there is should a, be a word. There should be a word for people who can't deal with reality, so they make their own reality, and people who are so interested in reality that they dive into the minutia of yeah, like yeah. government stuff. I was, yeah, I think I, <laughs> I mean a very narrow vertical interest thing uh, is what that. I think that that's nerdy. Is. I think we need to come up with a different word for weirdos that <laughs> yeah, pretend yeah. they're dwarves for three hours a week. <laughs> Good show. That was good. That was good. Matt, where can people find you on the internet? I am on the internet uh, all over the place. I'm um, weirdly active on Facebook uh, because you could type more there. <laughs> so you can go to um, facebook.com slash Matt Moment, M-O-M-E-N-T. That's a stupid nickname. And you have a podcast we listen to. That's right. You Give us also... the uh, the elevator pitch. Uh, Life Leave Me Alone is a podcast that comes out once every six weeks. <laughs> So if is you're into podcasts schedule? that never come out, I mean, right now it is. <laughs> if you're into podcasts that have been around for five years and still can't get on a consistent schedule. That's my favorite kind of podcast. Um, but we talk about um, comic-related media, um, wrestling, and uh, music. And I have, I, I have, uh, I enjoy listening to the podcast, and I've never watched wrestling. So it is. It's, Greco-Roman wrestling? Uh, no, the, professional wrestling. Oh, professional wrestling. People gotcha. get paid money to do gotcha, this kind gotcha. of wrestling. Yeah. The king of sports. The king of sports. And Ross, are you still on the internet? Yeah, I'm all over that thing, man. Uh, you can get me at R-O-S-S-C-A-T-R-O-W on all the things. All right, great. Sam, what about you, buddy? Yeah, look for me at samdavies.me. I'm, I'm on one of those Twitter breaks, so I won't be checking that for a little while. All right. But uh, samdavies.me. And, dude, po- the P.O. Box still exists. Oh, yeah, if you want to send me actual mail, P.O. Box 25914, Richmond, Virginia, 23260 5914. Again, that's <laughs> Scruff McGruff, Chicago, <laughs> Illinois, 60652. <laughs> Please uh, listen to it a bunch of times and write down what you say. <laughs> nice. Well, that was good, guys. Yeah. I'll see you all around. See you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Bonjour.